You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Many of you have, uh, mashallah, have uh, really uh, enjoyed uh, yourself uh, with this uh, programming. And I can tell you when Sheikh Shweb Maida comes uh, on this uh, segment, he is a Medina University graduate. He is an astute businessman. Also, he is a motivational speaker and alim. And alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah, he is well sought, uh, sorted out by many, many radio stations across the globe and you can you can hear him and you know why they look for our very own Sheikh Shoaib Maida. Sheikh Shoaib Maida, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and tell me how are you doing this fine beautiful evening Ya Sheikh? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh to my dear beloved brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the listeners of Marqaz Sahaba this evening alhamdulillah what a beautiful day Allah ta'ala is still being uh, uh, good and uh, merciful towards us and is uh, sustaining us and uh, making sure that we we all good uh, and at the same time we need to understand that you know we need to recognize that Allah is very merciful and uh, is bestowing upon us all his favors and all his mercies which needs uh, for us to stand back and actually realize uh, how blessed we are to be getting this free uh, blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what it means in that is that we need to make sure we be good and we do good out of the times, inshallah, and we enjoy the privilege of being Muslim shaf. I tell you, Sheikh Maida, beautifully said there, and as you said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us uh, the privilege of being a Muslim so to be in the house of Islam is an honor bestowed upon us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, uh, you know, when you speak, uh, you bring those uh, refrains of the Noble Qur'an. Right in front of me, you bring it alive, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, questioning, asking us the question, so which is it of the favors of your Lord would you deny? And, you know, and Urdu uh, I know you know your Urdu. Hey, you, sometimes you say dal ghost and all. I know you're talking about dal ghost and all these things. So, so, kis kis nemiti apki rapki jutlawoge. And so, which is it of the favors of your Lord will you deny in Urdu? And Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah, none. Both of you and I, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He has given us the opportunity of being in this house of Islam. And uh, Alhamdulillah, also given us a privilege of going and talking and giving us the message to all and sundry. Well, the topic we continue was, uh, he is continuing, is honesty is the best policy. And Sheikh Shoaib Maida, being honest, uh, then you don't have to duck and dive. You don't have to. When you come in public, you can look at a person in the eye and everyone will, uh, you know, definitely uh, will embrace and celebrate you for your honesty. And honesty is, you know, Sheikh Shoei Maida is a good attribute and a blessing of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us. And Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives his attributes to whomever he wills. Honesty and integrity are the best qualities. And, you know, an integral man, a man with integrity, is always uh, someone that you say, ah, welcome, halan wa salan. Someone that do not have or do not have integrity, what do we do? You say, oh, sorry, brother, you know what, I'm busy. You know, this man, he's wasting my time and he's going to mess, mess around with me. So talk to us about this quality that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. And, you know, the Quran is an honest book. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is an honest Nabi. And the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings in and creates honesty amongst an honest people. Your thoughts, sir, Sheikh Shweb Maida? You know, definitely we start what Allah ta'ala says in, uh, on this phrase. Which, uh, he says, In truth and honesty, 
uh, we have reviewed this book and in truth and honesty, it was revealed. So this tells you that the main uh, attributes that the Quran has in us, so the impact it has is to bring that actually uh, talking of honesty out of all of us. So honesty means uh, integrity that is intact and uh, it means to be truthful to yourself. It means to love yourself more than anybody else, which in turn, if you can love yourself more than anything else, you'll be able to love the next person uh, without any problems. And the thing, if you're not honest, which means it's difficult even to love yourself. So if you cannot love yourself, it will be very difficult for you to love the next person because you got no love for yourself. How could you be able to give love to the next person? So when it comes to these attributes of honesty and dishonesty, you look back to Nabi Sallallahu how we spoke, uh, like uh, the week before, we spoke about Nabi Sallallahu being a swadikul masduk, you know, the trustworthy that had to be trusted. People kept the treasures by him, they kept the money, the gold, and everything left by Nabi Sallallahu You know, even despite him actually coming back and saying, Allah Ta'ala send a message to me that you all need to worship none but Allah. You did need to denounce all the idol worshipping. Now you need to worship one Allah. Some people hated him for actually uh, for alteration of those words. They did not like it. But look at, at this. They did not like what he said, but still they could keep the treasures by him. You know, so it's like you hate one person on another hand and you like him on another hand. So they loved him to keep the treasures, but they hated him for the message that he brought because some of the treasures that th that these people had, they got them through wrongful ways and some they got it through, uh, you know, uh, uh, deceitful ways from other people, but still they kept it by him. So now they did understand when this truth comes, what he's saying now, if you're actually going to practice and learn about this, it means some of us are going to end up being bankrupt because we don't have anything that we own. Or what we're owning is something that belongs to somebody. So this truth will force us to go deliver wherever we got all this from. So if you look at that shaft, it tells you that, you know, the honesty and integrity is the integral part of this deen of Islam. We need to be honest and truthful at all the times because Allah loves those that, that, those that are honest and that are trustworthy and that are truthful. And truthfulness should come to yourself first, then it will be able to spread to the next individuals you meet or you see along the way, Shaf. Yes, Sheikh Shoaibaiza. And when you look at our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he said, you know, give up uh, telling lies first. Stop the lying. Stop being a, you know, a pathological liar. Give up lies and always speak the truth. And uh, there was this man, you know, the man uh, promised uh, to do so. Uh, you know, when Prophet Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spoke to this man and he said, you know, you must stop uh, lies and you must stop uh, and you must uh, you must go and speak the truth. And the man, he promised Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, yes, I will do that. And so he went at home at night. The man was about to go out and steal again. Yeah, he was a rogue too. But before setting out, he thought for a moment about the promise he made to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And what? Guess what? He listened to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And I became an honest man. So the important thing is, if if we have uh, problems, uh, we have uh, some sickness in us, or we have some deficiencies, then we should pull back, uh, do some introspection, and always remember the words of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Because life is all about wa atiyul rasul, obeying Allah and obeying His Messenger. And the words of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu and the words of the Noble Quran should be resonating in our minds 24/7. Uh, so whenever the uh, you know whatever 
evil that we are confronted with uh, when it comes to the four, the ayats and the powerful message of the Noble Quran will burn it into cinders and will take these thoughts away from us, Sheikh Shwe Maida. No, no, definitely, you know, um, Shaf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually did uh, bestow his favors upon us, you know, which was confirmed by Nabi Muhammad when he performed his, ha- his final hajj, when he says, uh, I'm leaving two things with you. You know, if you hold fast to them, you'll never go astray. Kitabullah wa sunnati. That is the book of Allah ta'ala and my tradition. And the tradition was actually the one that explained how uh, things should be done. You know, to give a good example, you look at Salah itself. Allah has mentioned it, know you need to go into a ruku, just like those that are going to ruku, you go into sajda, like the, the, the people that go into sajda. But, you know, the whole uh, a sequence of making Salah wasn't explained there. Waited for Nabi Sallallahu to bring that tradition to teach us, where he says, Swallu kamara usalli. So we perform salah as our Nabi Sallallahu did perform his salah. So we perform it in that sequence. And you look even at wudu itself. And Lauta has mentioned on actually the main points of making wudu. But for us to understand the full aspect of wudu itself is our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu has given us the whole detailed account on how we make our wudu. That we start from the right before the left. You know why? Because you start from the right, there's more reward in that. You know, at Tayammun and Nabi used to start things from the right, and that makes Sunnah for us obeying Allah and obeying His Rasul. Whosoever obeys my Rasul has obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obey Allah and His commands and His Rasul, you know, and those in those in control, in, in charge among us. Of which that has to be actually reviewed properly. Who are those in control? You have to be careful on that one. But on these two, I think Allah, what you this is straight and direct and straightforward. There's no questions about it because Allah Ta'ala brought whatsoever, whatsoever Allah Ta'ala has, give, has given him, you know, whatsoever Nabi Sallam has given you as a lesson, take them wholeheartedly. Practice upon them. And whatsoever is forbidding you from doing, you make sure you do away with it. You don't come near it. So this is actually the best part of being uh, a sadiq, you know, the, the person that is honest and that's trustworthy. You know, we believe in Nabi Muhammad You know, we cannot be half-heartedly believing in him. You know, we always say those words sharp, uh, beautifully, you know, to say there's no iman if you do not love Nabi Muhammad you know, this is where we stop. But we need to go further to this because there's another part that says, and there's no love if you do not obey and follow uh, the teaching of Nabi Muhammad If you don't follow, emulate his footsteps and what is done, we cannot just claim we love him and yet we do not follow him. You know, it's the same to say you love your wife in the house and yet when she tells you to do things, you do opposite. Everything you do wrong, but come back and say, I love you. I mean, that kind of love is the kind of love that actually is not acceptable. Because, I mean, how can you love uh, your spouse at home and yet you do everything the opposite? You do everything that's totally against uh, the meaning of the word love. So the same. When you come to Anabi Sallallahu he is our guideline. You know, he is our uh, light 
for us to go through the darkness that is there in order to get uh, into the brightness of Jannah. So we need to obey him, love him, and be honest with ourselves. And that way, inshallah, it becomes easier to enjoy the fruits of being a Muslim shaykh. Yeah, Sheikh Yashwai, by the Zakalah for that, and as you said, uh, don't be forked, don't be a hypocrite. And, you know, as you said, Rasul, I think 18, 19 times it comes over and over in the noble Quran. And as you said, the, the rulers of the day, uh, yeah, yeah. if you look at all the rulers in the Muslim world, that's another story altogether. And, you know, as you say, a Muslim is ordered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be truthful in his words, his deeds, in his privacy and his publicity or in publicly. And honestly, honesty in, in words implies telling the truth in all situations, under all circumstances. And, uh, you know, you don't have to be selective in how you uh, uh, take truth or you give half a truth. And, uh, you know, you find, uh, you know, in today's world, I mean, you look at the government, uh, you know, uh, what they call it, cadre uh, deployment. And then you find uh, factionalism, you find uh, nepotism, and you find that uh, in society today, if you belong to a certain cl- clan or a certain tribe, You'll see that uh, the uh, if there's a, a, you know arbitration or something held there, they will always be uh, leaning towards their own kind. But uh, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu came and he smashed all this into smithereens. There's no favoritism in Islam. If it comes to haq, it comes to honesty. If, if the, the truth has to be told, even he says, even if my daughter Fatima stole, I would have uh, you know given that uh, punishment of you know the, what was the punishment, Sheikh Shaymaida. You know, perhaps talk to us about this. You know, Chef, uh, if you look into what you just said now, it opens the eyes for everybody. You know, at that time, there was that kind of cuddle and uh, cuddle deployment and uh, factionalism as well, uh, whereby it favored those that were rich. And uh, in that time, where there were some rich uh, clans that stole and they were left aside and nothing was done, as you just said now. And our Nabi Shasam did take an oath. He said, Wallahi. He says, I take an oath by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kat Fatima to say, Fatima, the daughter of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who Nabi Muhammad loved the most and was fond of, if she's tall, I was going to chop off her palm just as a sign to say she did still. So you look at this. I mean, it tells you. This is where maybe line could have been drawn if it, uh, if it came to factionalism or maybe cared or deployment. Because this is my daughter, I cannot pass that law on my daughter. Or it's my family, I cannot actually uh, bring this forward in front of people about my daughter, I'll keep it. But he says, this is the dean. And the dean is got no actual superiors or inferiors. All we stand equal in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that was even in the final khutbah. You know, there's no superiority of an Arab over in an Arab, on an Arab over an, uh, uh, over an Arab, illa bitakwa, except for those that actually forged a close bond with Allah, Uswanta, those are the most superior. So in other ways, there's no superiority besides taqwa. So this is what we should be uh, looking ahead to be those that are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those that understand the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those that understand the truthfulness and the importance of being honest when it comes to following and obeying the commands of Allah and his Rasul and that is what we should be doing. Now definitely today we find it that as you say in the schedule deployment and we have seen it and it causes chaos and you got rules that are set aside as well and those rules only certain people will have to be abiding to those rules so it happens. The same indeed if we lose the track and lose the true meaning of the Quran 
and lose our guideline who is going to be Muhammad in actually in our dealings, then definitely we lost completely. So we need to bring back that. When we say we love our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, let's show it. You know, bring actions that actually uh, shows that you love Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill up the masajid. Adhan is going fill up the masajid. Not hiding in the houses, reading salah in the houses. The masjid is just about uh, less than a minute to walk to the masjid. And you want to read in the house. So let's fill the masajid. Let's show the love. Our Nabi Sallallahu did mention, Shab, just to give an example on that one. He says, if it wasn't for the ladies and the kids in the houses, I was going to command my troop to go burn, burn down the houses where the men do not come out to go read salah in the masjid in Jamaat. So, I mean, that is the teachings of Nabi Muhammad So if we ignore those kind of teachings, then Shaf slowly, slowly, we're dwelling towards trouble. Yeah, Sheikh Shoemaiza, I can hear that brother there. <laughs> yes, brother. Oh, okay. He said, hey, but Sheikh Shoemaiza, in my country, which is not a Darul Islam, it's a Darul Harb, where there is hijacking, looting, and the stabbing, and as soon as I walk out of my door, there they take my car keys away, or they take my cell phone away, and even if I walk, uh, my mosque is 30 seconds away, I'm stripped of everything, even my shoes are gone. How do you react to people in this zamana, Sheikh Shoemaiza? I mean, uh, really speaking, this country is gone really out of control, and uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's a fear factor to even go to the masjid in, in, in the morning, because these hijackers are rampant, at any time, and they are uh, so blatant about uh, situations, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, advise us. No, no, you are right, uh, Shafu. In this case, you are right, definitely right. And there's a places where we know the people are stripped of the uh, things in the masjid. Uh, even myself, I was once lo- robbed in the masjid. I do understand that. But uh, at the end of the day, we need to realize that, you know, we still have to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, wa wakshawni in kuntuk mu'minun. Do not fear anybody, only fear Allah Ta'ala says that. Don't fear anybody, but fear me if you really have faith in me. And there's a lot of du'as that we can read when going to the masjid. You ask Allah Ta'ala sincerely, Ya Allah, I'm leaving my home to go to your home to make ibadat of you. Ya Allah, take me safely and bring me back safely. In that way, you're in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. If Allah takes you, if Allah um, gets sent somebody to take your life out while you're going there, at least what a, what a best mouth shaft. You died while you're going to make ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we're scared sometimes to go to walk to the masjid. Yes, people are there to sleep as well. We go to the malls, we drive, and we're not scared to go anywhere else. When it comes to the masjid, we need to find all excuses in the book. No, there's robbery, there's hijacking, and the rest of that. I think this we need to be leaving it Allah before we leave. You know, of course, we need to tie our camel. You know, these du'as that we can read, and among them, Shaf, the du'a, that's ayat uh, from uh, Surah Yasin. You know, before you leave, you read that one, وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْ بَيْنَ عَيْدِهِمْ سَدَّ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ سَدَّ فَأَقْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُبْسِرُونَ Sincerely, if you read that, definitely you go and you come back safely. That was when our Nabi Sussan, remember when he was migrating from Makkah uh, to Medina, the enemy surrounded his house where he could not come out. And they agreed. The moment he comes out, we all need to hit him with one hit. Every tribe must participate. So nobody will come and say, this tribe or this particular person uh, killed Nabi Sallam. So we all do it together. Jibreel came to him and gave him this ayat, recite this, So you read, Ya Allah, please 
bring in front of them uh, a, a stumbling block well, I mean Khalfim Sadda and behind them as well Sadda a stumbling block for whom and Allah blind for them for whom like so that they cannot see me or see us going to the masjid that dua works perfectly if we do this sincere shaft so when it comes to Ibadat I think let's not create excuses. Our brothers and sisters everywhere in Palestine and they, they're sitting in war zone, which is torn zone, like, uh, not, not like what we have now, but they still manage to find a way to, to go to the masjid, those actually that are sincere. And for us, I mean, we can do the same. If you pass on in that situation, you're, you're, you're a shaheed. You pass on why you're going to do Allah's work. You know, Allah said, Man kharaja fi sabili Allah wa huwa fi sabili Allah Whosoever lives on the path of Allah Taala, they still under Allah's wing until they get back home. So what a best time if Allah decides that we go in that way when you're going to, to the masjid or you're coming from the masjid, then you know your ticket is only going to, to go to Jannah. So I mean, sometimes it's good to be uh, scared, but sometimes certain fears will drive shaitan to bring a lot of wrong ideas and we get uplift on the wrong side of it. And yes, if we're having this kind of uh, uh, fear factor, as you said, Sharp, and then within the locality where we live in, there must be five, six, seven Muslims. We got a lot of uh, WhatsApp group chats. We got 20, 30 WhatsApp chats. Why can't we have WhatsApp chats within our local locality where we know each other as Muslims? So when we want to walk to the masjid, we WhatsApp each other. Six, seven people are walking towards the masjid. Yes, I know sometimes it doesn't count when the crook will come with big guns or that not, but at least there's five, six, seven people that are going there. And you've read Dua. And you must remember, no soul shall die except for his own appointed time. So if appointed time is meant that you're going to die, sir, you'll die whether on the way to the masjid, which is better, whether you sit at home. No, if I go out, no, maybe they'll come and crook me. And if people come, breaks in your house and kills you in your house, and it's another story. You know, so if you was out, better for the pleasure of Allah. Now you sad, scared to go, and now mouth found you where you are in the house. So that's a bit of questionable because it was within your right time to go and uh, hear to the call of Allah. You remember uh, once Sahabi was blind, and uh, he went to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi just giving a scenario. And uh, he says, oh, Nabi of Allah, uh, I'm blind and I've got no one to walk me to the masjid. So can I read at home when Adhan is gone? So he was allowed to sit in extent. And on one moment, and Nabi Sosa went to him. You said you're blind, you can't reach Allah in the masjid, but do you hear Adhan? And he says, yes, I do hear Adhan. He said, please follow that Adhan, and you find where Adhan is, going, is coming from, and that's the place you're going to read your Salah. So this tells you that getting excuses. Because as start as small as they start, then finally these excuses will grow into our children's lives where they'll never read Salah at all, because we, at least we can read Salah. Them growing up, they know we must sit in the house because it's crooks. Then for them, they will never know the masjid. And this is going to be a taboo and a disaster for us as an ummah. So we need to stand strong. For the pleasure of Allah, we stand. And only to please Allah, we stand for. And we know that death or mouth is going to come at any time. Whether you hide, whether in open. If it's a time to come, the time is not going to be stopped, Shaf. Uh, Sheikh Shoeim, I have full marks uh, to you, uh, putting a very powerful case there indeed. And now, you know, Sheikh Shoeim, you know this uh, anecdote, they say honesty is the best policy. And uh, this was, I think it was an American president, uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, he used to like this. He was very uh, fond of saying, hey, you know, 
honesty is the best policy. But you look at, uh, you know, the hypocrisy of the West. They will always say, yes, honesty is the best policy. But you notice the, uh, the Americans now, this honesty perhaps is their number one policy. And you find uh, most of the, uh, uh, you know, these other states too. Uh, you know, we keep on saying West, but you'll notice that lots of uh, inverted commas are Muslim states that too are in a dishonest mode. And, uh, you know, this uh, denos- uh, honesty is supposed to be and honesty, you know, if you ex- to explain it to a Westerner, you can tell him, you know, honesty is a word that carries a lot of good. Uh, it costs, uh, co- co- uh, you know, carries a lot of good freight with it. It carries a truthful, upright, genuine, and not deceptive. But they have conveniently taken that not dece- deceptive out of that uh, honesty. And anyway, they should say we are dishonest in our words, and we don't. Uh, you know, deliver on our words and our, on, on goodness. How do you react to that, Sheikh Shrey Maida? And we should be careful because uh, we are, we talk in English, which is uh, the uh, language of those, uh, our oppressors, which is the language of uh, the colonizers. It's a language of those that do most of the killings on the Muslim world. Uh, we dream in English and we do everything in English. And so we should be careful that we don't allow those uh, deceptive words of those English of those colonizers, you know, dilute our Islam. Your thoughts, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida? You know, Jeff, before I go, I'll start on that one first to say, you look at the language that is no weight of respect. Then it's the language that we're using now. There isn't much of words of respect. There's just you to your grandmother, to your father, to your sister, to your mother. You know, there's no any word of respect that comes out of there. So it tells you, you know, when you talk about honest in this concept, Jeff, uh, honest has got different meanings. You know, there's honesty, what is in the Quran, which is for you and me as Muslims. And there's honesty that comes from the West and the rest of them, which is make sure that the Muslims do not go up in any way possible. They got oil, drag the oil out of them. They got gold, take it from them by any means that is honesty for us to survive. So this is an honesty to survive, which is in reality dishonesty. So they don't see it that way. They know it's dishonesty, but the meaning of this way to them, it means something else where extortion and uh, uh, take anything by any means that you can. You look at the situation now in Ukraine, of which we're not happy of what is happening there. But I mean, look at how many noises coming up of which you saw Russia is asking questions to say you've seen Israel doing the same thing to the Palestinians, you know, to uh, Syria and the neighboring countries. For so many years, nobody has said anything, not even one said we must give sanctions, we do this, we do that. So now he's telling you that, you know, the word honesty, you know, it's got different meanings and different flavors when it comes to them. But for us Muslims, it means one thing, that you do what is good what Allah has end you to do, which is be good uh, to the entire human race, regardless of religion. You look at our Nabi Sallallahu you know, he was not sent only uh, to the Muslims. He was sent as message to the entire universe. We haven't sent you, but except to express mercy and show goodness to the entire universe. You know, so our Nabi Sallallahu was the role model for everybody. And they all understand uh, the meaning of Nabi Sallallahu coming. And even if you look at certain dealings of them, they do. You look at business-wise, you know, it's according to Sunnah, most of the dealings they do. You know, but you look at us, sometimes we skip and run away from there. So they do know, and they do know where uh, that honesty must apply for them to benefit, and where it should apply also as well for them to benefit more, where it should apply for us Muslims and believers not to benefit. So we need actually to start standing there 
and actually looking uh, at things not only uh, with the virtue of just looking with the eyes and seeing what is happening, but we need as Muslims what we see with our eyes, what is happening around us, send it back to the heart and let the heart ponder and actually make reasoning and make sense of what is happening. And that way, inshallah, Shaf will become better Muslims. You know, it's the same sequence that was used by Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Every day he saw the moon, the sun, and the rest of that. But he saw it with the eyes, just like how everybody sees with the eyes. But came the time where he saw the moon and the sun and sent the message to the heart to say, please translate what I'm seeing. And then he could see the sun setting, the moon setting. Then it came to understand and say, no, there must be some supreme being, which is Allah Ta'ala, that is in charge and controlling all these movements where one comes in the night, gives little light, one during the day brings a lot of light. So this is where we should be standing, Shaf. Look uh, with understanding of what we see, send the message to the heart and the brains to digest this and show, show us who is our friends and who is our enemy. And in that way, we need to start Treating an, treating an enemy as an enemy and not give an enemy five-star uh, kind of treatment, Shaf. Absolutely brilliant, uh, Sheikh Shoemai. The time has uh, come uh, and caught us. And Alhamdulillah, you really, I, I really enjoyed uh, this evening with you. Your parting words uh, before I let you go, Sheikh Shoemai. Shaf, honesty is the best and brilliant tool to have as a Muslim. And let's hold on to that. And inshallah, all of us will survive and all the storms that are coming down, we are going to pass through them. And inshallah, Jannah must be ours for all of us, inshallah. You have a blessed evening ahead. I'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sir, people, don't go anywhere. Uh, after the break, we'll be joining Maulana Salim Karim uh, with a powerful topic. How do we create love uh, for Salah? Time to take a break.